Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special election night edition of Getting Hammered. This will come to you the morning after election night. But here, in, here Vic and I are. My co-host, Vic Mattis, is at the Free Beacon on the front lines, watching the breakdowns, seeing all the news come in. How's it going over there, Vic? It's going great because not only not only am I here broadcasting from Free Beacon Election Headquarters, and I brought my son here, and of course he's such a, a, a an election junkie. He's he's glued to the screens like everybody else. But we also had Tex Max tonight and a margarita machine. I mean, so I mean, so they can't see me because we don't have video, but I do have my glass, which has even a little bit salt rimmed, and nice. it's one of these. It's one of these like. Seasoned salt rinse is quite tasty to neutralize the sweetness, the cloying sweetness of a margarita, shall we say, is neutralized by the saltiness of, I think it's a seasoned salt. So doing fine now that I have my margarita with me because it's going to be one of those nights. <laughs> How do you feel about a spicy margarita? I'm okay. I, you know, I tend to not have more than one margarita because the sugar goes to my head and you know my potential for diabetes and all but of course I, I cle- i'm clearly making an exception for this episode okay i have to brief everyone before we get into the news that just just on my like okay listen i'm gonna be I, women are amazing they make human life it's a real badass thing that we're capable of doing also pregnancy brain is a real thing um, i have no I excuse gonna... by the way then just i blame the <laughs> margarita like... margarita brain the, the other day at my house, I was sitting in the living room and my husband goes, what's going on in here? And I said, what do you mean? He's in the kitchen. And he says, why is your bra in the dishwasher? What? So I brought like several things down from my room, one of which apparently was my bra. But I also had a coffee cup that I was just going to put in the dishwasher. And I guess I just put all the things that I had in the dishwasher and that's where my brain is on this November night. Uh, so. d- did you find your coffee cup in your like bureau closet? No, I think I just put everything in the dishwasher. Oh. Everything oh. that I had okay. went in the dishwasher. It wasn't so, a switcheroo. Anyway, it was, that's where yeah. I stand. Uh, that's where I stand right now. But well, you know, who's, yeah. you know who's better off than I am tonight? Who? Ron DeSantis. Yes. Let me let me play a little bit of his victory speech because it's like it's almost ten o'clock. And one of the things we don't have all the headlines for for the election, which, by the way, if it were a tsunami level event, we would probably know a little bit more by this point. So the fact that it's almost 10 and we don't know means more like a medium wave situation Mm -hmm. that we're dealing with. But the place where there's really a wave is Florida. So let's play a little bit of his victory speech just to get us kicked off. We. We have embraced freedom. We have maintained law and order. We have protected the rights of parents. We have respected our taxpayers. And we reject woke ideology. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. So there you go. That is uh, That's a winning Florida, message. Which I think with the... Look, he is going to win not just handily, but just in a yeah. dominant dominant fashion i mean we're talking i mean the the with 90 percent in or something it's 
like 19 points up. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy town. And with, by the way, Rubio also coming along on that ride, increasing his percentages in various former Democratic strongholds to beat Val Demings, who was a representative running against him. And with the changing of some of these Democratic strongholds to places that vote Republican, most notably Miami-Dade County. Huge. Say goodbye to Florida battleground state. I mean, it was trending a little redder. That's right. But wow. I mean, certainly a far cry from 2000, right? Which was, you know, that's how Bush v. Gore, you know, boiled down to a lot of that's the first time we, I think a lot of us non-Floridians got to learn the names of many of these counties that you're seeing now, like Broward, obviously Miami-Dade, but Pinellas. And all of a sudden here we are now, and it's going the way of Ohio. The way, you know, Ohio used to be like a president must win Ohio in order to, you know, to uh, to be successful. Yep. And we don't think of Ohio as now an afterthought in the, on the presidential election level. And same thing with Florida. Yeah, pretty amazing movement. I, I wonder if the Democrats just, you know, do they just give up trying to battle Florida based on these results moving on? What do you think? Well, what's remarkable is that in what should be a purplish state and was until very recently that Charlie Crist is the best you can come up with to run against DeSantis. And I think part of that might just be them fooling themselves into thinking that DeSantis is more vulnerable than he really was. Ana Navarro, who of course is a, a, a quote unquote Republican (laughs) from Florida. (laughs) She called Crist a recycled has-been political mercenary who's done nothing with his entire life but run for political office, change parties based on convenience, not conviction, and work on his tan. Um, did she say? She also, did she say that early on in the election or just now? No, just now, <laughs> just yeah. now. Okay. I think she also said she also. This is a good one. In the last four years, the Florida GOP invested in registering new voters and painting Democrats as scary socialists. Democrats, Democrats ignored the smoke alarms and fell asleep at the wheel. Yeah, because we certainly didn't see any alarm about DeSantis sounded. No. I feel like we heard a lot I, about I, that. I think that counts, Mary Catherine, is one of our now it can be told examples, yes, isn't it? perhaps so. Now, I was going to say, Charlie Crist, it's again, it's a race that combines two factors. One, a really bad candidate, and she's not wrong, Anna Navarro, about Crist being sort of this recycled candidate. Sort of, so for some reason, people decided it was his turn. I mean, he is a guy who, again, you know, has experience in office as a Republican. And then, of course, he then lost and he lost as an independent. And then, of course, he loses again. But on the other hand, you have Ron DeSantis, who was so vilified by the left that I think they convinced themselves that if he, if they hate him, if they hate Death Santas, right? Yeah. Then so must a lot of people because of what he did to Florida without actually thinking what that meant what he did to Florida, meaning he kept it open. And that right. turned out not to be the worst thing. Yeah, yeah, no, he, the, the, he has a the death, he turns out he wasn't deemed a death merchant by yeah. most people living in Florida, That's including right. Hispanics, which is where a lot of this switch is seen. It turned out that like uh, the Democrats' Latinx brethren did not uh, come to their rescue yeah. in some of these places. So that, I think that's an interesting trend that we're going to have to look for across the map again. Right. We don't have as much information as I'd like to have about where this is headed tonight, but we will have more information about that. And I think Latino voters will be part of the story, perhaps not in the numbers that they are in Florida, where really they've figured out the formula for winning them over. Also, big thanks to Florida 
for counting votes quickly and competently. Oh, yeah. Just just a gift to us and a gift to election integrity and confidence in elections because it really makes people sure that you're getting things correct when you do it quickly and competently like this. So big shout out to Florida and to Jeb for fixing things post 2000 and for the way that they have continued to improve. Yeah, I just uh, just thought he fixed them for his brother. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was all he did. Now it can be told. No. uh, You know, I mean, again, once again, it's a far cry from 2000 with the hanging chads and that fiasco. They really did revamp their system. Very efficient, quick turnaround for a very large state. Whereas certain other states like Pennsylvania, we are probably going to be waiting for a very long time. Right. Speaking of things we're still waiting for, we had three competitive seats in the state of Virginia. Uh, It was Virginia mm 2, which is down in Virginia Beach, Virginia 7, which is in the central and northern Virginia area. That was the one that I was watching, Yesley Vega, Mm -hmm. Abigail Spamberger, and then one in Virginia 10, which is Wexton versus... Hung Kao, right. who you were rooting for Hung Kao. I was. It looks like that one got, that was the least competitive of the three. No, I, you know. It, and yeah. it looks like that one is going to be called for the Democratic incumbent, which means like that would have been, that would have been like really high level wave. Had yeah, that I mean, that's a hat bad. trick. Yeah. And again, I mean, you know, once we, you know, you can work yourself into so, you know, much like an avalanche and you, or you're rolling a snowball, if you will, because, you know, once you're doing it, it just gets bigger and bigger. And suddenly you're talking about red tsunami. And then who can't, you know, who can't be stopped? Maybe Karina Lipsman in Arlington. But of course that, you know, she is uh, the mark. And, and you really do. You can think you can you can make yeah. yourself think this when, in fact, you have to take, you know, that step back and have a reality check. The Wexton district. I mean, it was specifically designed to give her again, as I mentioned in our last episode, this blue cushion and. And and that she certainly took advantage of that. Where on the other hand, Abigail Spanberger, she's losing big. But there's no, uh, unfortunately, there's no sort of uh, red wave via osmosis. So that a neighboring yeah. district is not necessarily going to take well, advantage of that. We're also not sure about Spanberger yet. And mm. yes, Lee Vega, Vega is That's in the true. lead, but we're not sure what's left out there. Right. What's left out there right. might be blue. Right. So that one's that one is uncertain, but close. And then in Virginia, too, which was the most competitive of them, it does look like Jen Kiggins, the Republican, will win yes, that one. That's right. So that one is that one's in the bag. No, it's like it was very sorry, very sorry to see Hung Kao get a, a fair amount of votes, something like 47 or 48 percent last I checked. But it is just not enough in that particular district. Yeah. So that's where we stand on our the races that we were sort of watching. We can't go too too much further out west for you guys. It looks like the Walker Warnock matchup remains close. Yeah. Brian Kemp, he's been called already because he was leading Stacey Abrams Handily. by so much. Now the question is, can he lead her by enough to sort of pull Herschel Walker over the 50% line right. or into a, a runoff? That remains to be seen. Walker has been running about four points behind Kemp for the entirety of the night and a little bit behind Trump's margins, which is not where you want to be. Right. I, I think, you know, he really, really has to hope he doesn't end up in a runoff because this thing goes on till December. It, it's hard to tell where the fatigue among voters is going to oh my gosh. hit most. Can you imagine being a Georgia voter? They're like, oh God, please no. They make you do it twice. <laughs> so, you know, and so, that, I mean, so that, that, that that's one factor. And then the other thing is, you know, with Herschel Walker, I mean, again, he suffered that, you know, those scandals that erupted, you know, the his October surprises. So, 
it's he could have obviously have been doing a lot better had it not been for that. We oh, and we by can... the way, apologies if you hear some uh, whirring sounds like going on. That's the ice machine from the margarita maker. This is, <laughs> this is where I'm, we're doing it live. Important stuff. Yeah, important sorry. stuff happening there. Yeah. By the way, we can say definitively that we are bidding farewell at least this year in this election once again to Stacey Abrams yeah. in Georgia and to Beto O'Rourke in Texas, they... where Abbott has been declared yes. the, the winner of that governor's race. That would be three races, three high profile races that he's lost in four years. And the amount of money spent on Beto during that time is just well, the, the amount of money and the amount of ink. But I feel like even the media got tired. They're not writing the glowing profiles of Beto. Is he the second coming of Bobby Kennedy this time yeah. around? My question is, do you think Stacey Abrams and Beto are gone for good? I think they're going to, well, here's the thing. Do they become talking heads? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it look, I'm all for it. If, if they want to take those slots and advise Democrats on how to win in the future, yeah. that's fine with me. <laughs> I think though that like, they're both expensive. Yeah. They've cost a lot of money. They've shown to be losers several yeah. times over. People have given millions upon millions of dollars to these losers. Yeah, I and mean, they really and is. they do they're they they're these sort of like grassroots online grassroots celebrities that pull money from other places yeah. that would likely be more winnable. Right. So, I would think the party would want to move on from that, but I don't know, they're not always good at identifying when that's the case. Also, does depending on the margin not that this even may matter, but Brian Kemp's margin of victory, whatever that is after the end of the night and tomorrow, does Stacey Abrams still try to make the argument that she was sort of disenfranchised and that, you know, several tens of thousands of votes, potentially more, were stolen? I think it's going to be tricky. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, on the one hand, they always, you know, they're going after election deniers. And then on the other hand, they seem to suggest that, you know, Prepare for Republican hijinks at the polls. Oh yeah. So. Well, I think one of the I think for those for those who genuinely do have concerns about the the survival of democracy, I think Kemp is an, is a great example of somebody who has succeeded in part because he vanquished election deniers on both sides, oh. and because people found that a trustworthy trait. Yeah, and they liked how he handled it, and he therefore is running far ahead of Herschel Walker. He's running far ahead yeah. of Abrams as well. And so I think, you know, that's, that's a sign that that's something that people might want. Yep. And, but you, you are getting this weird in the past several days, you are getting this weird tilt back toward, oh, it's okay to ask questions now about how this right. is done. There was a pretty high profile political piece about, well, can they hack voting machines? And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I thought we weren't supposed not, to talk about not supposed to question those machines. Wait, you can now. It depends. You know, I mean, well, and and speaking of which, out in Arizona, this is one of the the issues that remains to be resolved. And of course, Arizona itself remains to be resolved at this point in the night and probably for a while still. But there were some issues in Maricopa County that seemed late and sort of in the early evening to have been resolved with the way that the yeah. uh, quite a few voting machines were not tabulating oh, yeah, votes and, and, and were having and yeah. So what did, what did I say? Did I say the wrong no, county? No, no. Sorry. My my bra's in the dishwasher, guys. I don't know. No, no, no. You're fine. <laughs> so 
So it does seem that a fair number of those machines were not working correctly and they kept spitting ballots back out of people. Then they changed the printer settings, which apparently was the problem. Mm -hmm. I'd just give that a dry run if if, if it were me, you know, the printer settings. did Did it say PC low letter? No, it didn't. Okay. Error 404. No. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's the worst. Um, that seems to have been fixed. And I think they are, the GOP is saying, is in court right now saying, can we extend hours in these areas so yeah. that people can make yeah. sure that their votes are tabulated by these things? Now, that's, look, this is worrisome on several fronts because mm-hmm. not not because of the end result as much as the Again, confidence in the system right. requires that you run the system right. competently. And in this case, it's a bad look because who's the secretary of state in Arizona who should have been taking care of these machines? It is Katie Hobbs, who's running for governor against Carrie Lake. So it's not a great look. We will, I'll play a little clip from Carrie Lake for you talking about this. And for her part, does not get super conspiratorial on this. She just says she thinks it's incompetence. Do you think this is normal, guys? My question is, do you think what's happening here in Maricopa County is normal? We have had problems after problems. And there's a reason we decided to change locations. We were going to go to a pretty Republican area. But I woke up this morning, and within minutes of the polls opening up, I started getting people calling, voters in tears, calling my personal number, saying, what's going on? The tabulators aren't working. They told me to put my my ballot into a box and they would drive it downtown to count it. This is not normal stuff. We don't have to have elections run this way. We switched from a Republican area to vote. We came right down into the heart of liberal Phoenix to vote because we wanted to make sure that we had good machines. And guess what? They've had zero problems with their machines today. Not one machine spit out a ballot here today. Not one in a very liberal area. So we were right to come and vote in a liberal area. They gotta fix this problem. This is incompetency. I hope it's not malice, but we're gonna fix it. We're gonna win. And when we win, there's gonna be a come to Jesus for elections in Arizona. There's gonna be a come to Jesus. Like this is the kind of thing where be Florida. I as yeah. a as a as a Georgia partisan, I hate to say be Florida, but a lot of states could stand to be Florida. <laughs> That's that, that well, that's fun. right. And, you know, uh, uh, Carrie Lake, by the way, is such a pro. You know, I mean, obviously, she's telegenic and she has a lot of experience, you know, in front of the camera as being having been a, a news personality. But, you know, I saw her, you know, talking about this and being asked if she wanted to run for if she wanted to be Trump's running mate. I don't know if you saw that. And she's like, I, I plan on serving two full terms as your governor and tormenting you, meaning the press. I mean, it was right. Know, it was, it, 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 She's going to be great. And again, we're doing this before those polls even close because of the time difference. But, you know, I think most people are expecting that she's going to win. Yeah. Meanwhile, as DeSantis was giving his speech, apparently people were sh- chanting two more years, two more years. Wow. By the yeah. way, just a quick note, we we escaped the possibility of Trump announcing his presidency right. or his run for the presidency the night before the election. Instead, he sort of walked right up to the line. He did create a rumor mill that ruled the national media for about eight hours of the day. And you know, during... he, and you know he thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what it's for, right? Yeah. And he effectively did that, as usual, for some eight to 12 hours. 
on the last day of the election when you should be focused on inflation, but we're talking, the entire national press is talking about Donald Trump. It turned out he went right up to the line and he announced that he's going to announce something in the future. But now, of course, there's a, there's a, a little bit of a hitch in the plan because DeSantis turning the state into a 15 to 20 point win for Republicans mm-hmm. is going to make people wonder who really will lead the party. Right. I mean, this is DeSantis's moment because precisely because this was not a squeaker or he did not lose. I think, you know, Trump's it would have benefited Trump had DeSantis lost, but that didn't happen. You know, I mean, he won handily. And because of that margin and everything that he had to go through in the last four years, particularly with COVID shutting down the economy and social issues and schools and how well he did on those issues, he has no choice but to run, I think, in two years, despite being considered, you know, by certain people, the sanctimonious. As you know, let's go over to Nevada, where, again, we do not have a result here. But John Ralston, who is a big expert in Nevada turnout, has been looking all day at Clark County, which is Vegas, and saying the Republican numbers look very good here, like surprisingly good for this area and then good in rural areas as well. So we will see what that means for Adam Laxalt. But certainly Ralston was climbing down from some of his more dim friendly predictions early in the day mm-hmm. and in the night, seeing what was coming in. Now, Nevada, again, be Florida, is not great at counting quickly. No. And so they're already telling people that in several of these counties, they will not be doing mailed in ballots tonight and or anything dropped off tonight. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be a while, guys. Plus, plus it's Nevada. You may find some of those ballots in the desert. Well, uh, you don't know, I, you know, and what's bus, that? What's that big lake that's drying lake up Mead. out there? Lake Mead, yeah. yeah, yeah. And of course, you have you know busloads and busloads of SEIU, you know, members, you know, ready to well, vote and be mobilized. Well, so one of the, one of the things that that people who understand Nevada were talking about earlier is that the culinary unions did not seem to be mobilized in the way and they're key that yeah. that they normally are. So, so that's that's something to look at. I have a clip from CNN here where where we learn a little bit about exit poll data. All right. This is early in the night. Some of the first exit polls on issues start to come in. This is the CNN panel talking about some of the top issues for voters. You know what's missing from this one, two, three, four, five, top five issues? Democracy. Oh, yeah. It's not even in here. It's not to say that it's not an issue for people, but it doesn't even come close. It's not the issue. Is she saying that it should have been one of the options or it's just not being brought up in that way? No, it's just not being brought up by voters. Why is that? I don't know um, what's wrong with them. So, yeah. yeah. It, must, they, it mean, must have gotten lost in the darkness. Well, and this yeah. is where if it does indeed end up being a medium wave, not a larger one, that, that I would argue that Democrats are rather lucky because their, their priorities did not align no. with voters. And certainly the priorities of the press right. do not t- continue not to align right. with voters. And so they're sort of like a, a bit a bit mystified as to why their priorities do not show up in the top five. But- there you have it. Which really means that it does. My brilliant and unique insight here is that at the end of the day, candidates matter. I don't know if you know that. Mary yeah, Catherine, it's true. But, you know, it's true. Candidates um, matter on the only when it comes to the only poll that matters, which is Election Day. On Election um, Day. But no, really, I mean, it's like <laughs> the, the these things aren't as important to them as they are to, you know, the progressive and the woke left. And right. yet 
if somehow their candidate seems to be keeping things competitive and maybe even in some cases winning, that tells you that the other side could have done a so much better job picking a better candidate. Right. By the way, in the feelings about way things are going in the U.S., we have 39% dissatisfied and and 34% angry. That's a 73%-ish mm-hmm. of people upset with the dire- direction things are going. 20% satisfied and 5% enthusiastic. I'd like to have whatever edible that is that they are I was on. say, who are those people? Um, <laughs> opinion of Biden as president, disapproved 54%, approved 45 And then I, there was one, oh, this, was, this one's my favorite. The effect of Biden's policies in the country, not making a difference, 16%, helping, 36%, hurting, 46%. So some not great numbers for for Biden in some of those. Yes. Some of those. Well, I mean, we've been, we have been talking about this on a couple episodes now about, you know, if the Democrats lose the House and if they lose the Senate, certainly, uh, how quickly they are going to turn on Biden. And dis- we, we've spoken about this. You've seen, you're seeing now in the press, people like Maggie Haberman pointing out the mistakes and, and, and the difficulties that President Biden had in delivering the message. Um, right. He almost stepped on a black square and he freaked out about it recently. I don't know if you saw that. That was not a good sign. He he didn't know what it was. It's it's really something you should look that up. And then no, is that a real thing? I said, yes, totally missed that. Yes, he said there's it's it's black. I don't know. And and it was very it was very bizarre, but it's some sort of marker that you know is clearly on the ground for him. And he almost thought he was going to fall in a pit or something. It's unclear. Oh, so I mean. That's a problem among many other problems. But again, and the other thing you saw was Washington Post, Pinocchio fact-checking. And in one particular statement where he likes to brag about his close relationship with Xi Jinping and saying how many tens of thousands of miles they've traveled together, the Washington Post awarded him not one, two, or three Pinocchios or four. They gave him bottomless Pinocchios. That's a big one. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be some now it can be tolding about- Yeah. Biden post-election. We've seen some previews of that already. Depending on how badly things go, it might change the the loudness of that. But I noticed that even Jen Rubin today said, oh, you know, it's okay for him to step aside. He's done his heroic yeah, part. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I said, I, I put on Elon Musk's Twitter, I said, I could have sworn that someone at this Twitter handle was telling me that he was God's gift to presidencies for two years. So I want to make sure that no one's in impersonating Jen Rubin at the Washington Post so we can get this straightened out for democracy. <laughs> no, what's what, what's the phrase he's worn out his, not worn out his welcome, but his certainly his usefulness, yes. you know, now that he's, yeah. and now he can be removed. Yeah. And, and it's funny because it wasn't that long ago that Jen Rubin was actually saying the exact opposite about how amazing he is. And certainly yeah. the historians, you think about John Meacham and others, who, you know, and, and Michael Beschloss, who say this, you know, one of the most consequential presidents of our time. Yeah. By the way, speaking of changing your tune on, you reminded me with yeah. Michael Beschloss, who was among the mo- more panicky. What's the woo for? I heard a woo. Uh, and a, a Nebraska, a winner, <laughs> that, Pillin. I, that's really, I don't know about that. So yeah, yeah they're, they're um, it, it, it's excitement over any race now, really any projected race and more margaritas, please. Specialist was, of course, among the more panicky folks concerned that today would be the last day of democracy. Chris Hayes was MSNBC host, was among yeah. those saying that this is the end of democracy. Six days until democracy ends. Today, he tweeted, 
you know, I don't think democracy is actually over. There's still a lot of outlets for us to express ourselves in the press and voting and volunteering. And (laughs) so a real change of tune as the voting starts on whether democracy was really at stake in this election. Is is it because they realize what they said was insane or are are they actually, you know, thinking, hey, you know, I I think we might be able to get through this somehow or some way. I mean, which is it? I think it it was like, I think it was half cynical. And then they realized, well, wait, I have to keep I have to keep going. I'm an MSNBC host. I'm yeah. going to have to do a show yeah. the day after yeah. democracy is gone. And I'm, am I going to tell my viewers that democracy is gone? That's <laughs> And so there's a, there's a modulation going yeah. on here. There's also a modulation toward, I noticed in a lot of comments about the Latino vote swing in, in Florida from our friends on the left that the, the Latino vote there is, is racist. Yeah, and just, yes. They they want to be white adjacent, and yes. so that's that's Ooh. what this is about. I was going to say white Latinos. They don't count. So you know, but again, I'd love to see the numbers on the Latino vote after all is said and done across the country, because the gains are supposed to be very eye opening. Yeah, for Republicans at least. Do we have any other breaking news? By the way, Abigail Spanberger just took the lead. In no, she did. Virginia seven. Oh, yeah, on. I'm telling you, I think I think there was part of a blue county was still out. So we will have more on this. We will have a fuller episode for you guys. Yeah, soonish. In the meantime, I, I will plug my own Substack where I think you can do a, a chat with your subscribers, and I might do some of that tomorrow so I can do some more recapping with you guys. I will also be on Barry Barry Weiss's honestly tomorrow for a recap, so you can listen there. Any other tidbits we want to? Yeah. Throw in here for people, Vic. Trump is probably going to announce November 15. That's the latest I heard. There was the rumor behind his possibly announcing tonight had to do with some belief that he was going to get subpoenaed very soon by the lame duck Congress. You know, <laughs> in such a good place. Yeah, I can feel it. Yes, I know. This gives you more reasons. Like this is like this. This doesn't feel like we're moving forward. It feels like we're moving backwards. And then all we want to do is relitigate 2020. But they were, you know, that to get ahead of the indictments and anything else and say that they're going after him because he is the front run front runner candidate that was the reason i i know the numbers still point uh, heavily in his direction based on any of these polls that have come out for republicans who they prefer in 2024 but i'm telling you and you know this as well which is after tonight's results in florida DeSantis really is has is the man of the moment so he, he really yeah. is. And that's going to make Trump all the more likely to lash out at him. Let me close with the New York Times's advice. I was just about to say that. Gosh, it's so good, Vic. It's so good. You want to go through all of them? You want to go through all? Yeah, of them? we okay. should go yeah, through yeah. all of them and decide, you know, how, mm-hmm. how effective they might be for us. This came out several hours ago mm-hmm. and was the first thing to convince me that maybe it really was a red tsunami. Like when they're putting yeah. out this kind of information, yeah, I thought, of wow, mm-hmm. the amount of coping yeah. that New York Times readers need perhaps is indicative of where where this is headed. Now, I don't think it's quite as generous as as this coping mechanism would have us believe. So, yes. so here we go. The New York Times offers five ways to soothe election stress. Try five finger breathing. Trace the outside of your hand with your pointer finger. When you trace up, breathe in. And when you trace down, breathe out. Oh, thank goodness. That's what I thought it had to do with something else. I was getting scared. Okay. (laughs) Five fingers. Yeesh. Jeez, I have another margarita. That doesn't sound relaxing. Cool death. (laughs) 
It's late cool night. Down. You get a special edition late night. The uh, second tip, cool down. Plunge your face into a bowl of ice water oh, sure. for 15 to yeah. 30 seconds. I I really am. There's a lot going on here. Like the, the New York Times is engaged in some yeah. really intense group yeah. therapy that's, here that's, that includes that's, like, yeah. have you ever thought of waterboarding yourself? Right. No, it's up there with that. The washcloth and then the water on top of it poured on top because it gives you the sensation of drowning. Yes, the cold water run face. That's 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 the that's the Joan Crawford move, by the way. You know, just really that's tighten tighten those pores. All right. So then we want to move. Even a walk around the block can offer some relief for an uneasy mind. Mm -hmm. Although I would just add that, you know, many of our Democratic friends are in some areas where crime has been an increasingly bad problem. Yeah, don't walk. Make sure if you're in downtown Portland, don't walk around the block this hour. Like choose choose carefully where you're walking. This one's my favorite. Breathe like a baby. Focus on expanding your belly as you breathe, which can send more oxygen to the brain. Yes. Breathe like a uh, breathe, breathe like a much like a baby. I need a change. By the way, this is <laughs> And finally, limit your scrolling. Okay, this one's pretty sensible. Consider plotting out specific times when you will look for election updates. I think breathe like a baby should just be the tagline for the New York Times from now on. Now curl into a little fetal position. And breathe like a baby. Breathe um, like a baby. Scrolling is a good point. It's it's social media is, is is terrible and addictive. And you know you you try not to make it the first thing you do in the morning to get your day started. And you try not to make it the last thing you do. Been there, done that. It's hard. It's hard. It's, hard. it's a terrible thing. Um, I I really need to be better about that. I try. I went through a phase where I was actually like, hey, I should do a devotional in the morning instead of picking up my phone. Yeah. That's a yeah. that's a. Yeah. But you know what? I don't do that. Well, I try again when I go on my runs and walks because of, you know, after my surgery, I don't have AirPods. So, and my new phone is not, there's no like a a device to connect into for your, for earphones. So I don't, I can't listen to music or, or podcasts or anything on these walks or runs. So it it is, you know, good time for, you know, morning prayers or whatever else you want to do. Think about your plan, your day ahead, what it is you need to tackle one thing at a time and breathe like a baby breathe like a baby all right we will be back with more updates next week again you can check my substack for a chat mkhammer.substack.com i will be on barry weiss's honestly doing a rundown as well when we have maybe a little bit more information Mm -hmm. but it may be a couple days before we have a lot of information and i would suggest since we're in a medium wave scenario here that the bigger news might be florida plus sort of some minority vote realignment instead yes. of giant numbers in the red direction. So we will see where we end up. That, that is correct. And we will be back for listeners on Friday. Oh, yeah. What do I say? <laughs> my bra, my bra right. is in bra the dishwasher. Is in the, again, your bra is in the dishwasher, but that'll wrap up another edition of Getting Hammered for us then. Remember, you can subscribe <laughs> to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis and Mary Catherine just keep in mind, dishwasher is for coffee cups, not for the other cups. I, know. I, <laughs> I was always going to give a letter, but I'm not going to guess your cup size at this hour. That's so smart. That's smart. It's been a good time. We'll see you guys soon. This has been an Nebulous Media Podcast. <laughs>